shit every day, man. The present is a gift. The future is a mystery, and the past is history. I'm a blizzard, an Eskimo, a polar bear, cold. Now she says she miss me. Now she says she miss me. But every time I'm gone. Then she try to diss me. Then she try to diss me. But then I let her kiss it. Then she say she miss me. Now I gotta kiss you know. <laughs> But if you miss it, then fuck me, baby. Fuck me like a mistress. Fuck me like a mistress. And I'm gonna fuck you like the first day at the penitentiary. Oh hi, I'm Sadwater, and this is Sadcast episode 79. It's uh it might be the last one until the until I'm back from vacation, until the new year. So savor it. And you know what? Go go back and listen to the other ones. Not not the ones from a year ago, but let's just say the last 20. Those are good. Those are good. Might not be relevant in the sense of the news I cover, but the, in context it is relevant. Because I'm pretty consistent with my views. And um in the grand scheme of things, it all uh it's it's uh it's pretty relevant. That's the right word. But uh, yeah, so I'm going to go to Costa Rica on Tuesday. I'm going to be back on the 1st, and then I'll do a podcast after that. Tonight, I'm recording my pilot for a really cool conservative let's uh, network, network, online network. There's a paywall, and they're looking for new shows, and I'm recording a proper show, vidcast, whatever, whatever you want to call it, not just podcast. So I think if... Uh, if I do get hired by them, if they do pick up the show, then this podcast will kind of merge into with that. And then and then uh, maybe I'll do one podcast every week or one every other week. So then I get you guys onto the site and watching the new show. It's going to be a good show. It's going to be a really good show, actually. I'm very, very confident about that. So that being said, this week, I actually thought that uh, I was worried because... For a couple of days, not that many crazy things were happening. Maybe they were. I just wasn't aware of them. And I thought, oh, crap. My podcast on Tuesday was really good. I kind of went through a bunch of topics. And I don't know what I'm going to talk about on Friday. But um, you know what? The internet never ceases to amaze me. And uh, it's always providing with insanity. We're always... <laughs> I mean, for what I'm doing, it's like Christmas every day. And uh, here are some things I want to talk about before I get into the into the stories. This is some. This is just some. These are just some people I've come across online, and uh, I actually, in advance, for instance, this person, I screenshotted everything because I knew. I was going to get banned. I knew after I engaged with this person, I would get it banned. There's a couple things that you should look out for uh, with regards to getting banned. So it's the person's profile picture, how many followers they have, and uh, their their biography, their little couple sentences about them. So their profile picture, for instance, this lady, she has um, she has crazy eyes. So that's that's a red flag, okay. She's going to block me. She has that those bangs, you know where they cut them and then a little bit 
a little bit too low, and then and then that's a sign of feminism. Her hair is colored. That's another sign. Right? She has a lot of signs. I I, I didn't get to screenshot her her uh, profile. What it says, but you know, I knew she was gonna ban me, and uh, or block me. And then it's uh, if they don't have two hundred thousand, three hundred thousand followers, then they'll they'll likely see what your response is. So she she um she wrote a very interesting thing that got a fairly good amount of attention. She wrote questions that make shitty people tell on themselves. What do you think about? And then it goes. So after what do you think about it? It's um twelve things. So I'll read those 12 things in a second. And then she commented underneath, to be clear, there are tons of acceptable acceptable answers. For example, in quote, I have a problem with feminism because it doesn't sufficiently center black women is okay. But feminism, but then she goes, is okay. But, in quote, feminism is just socially sanctioned man-hating is not. That's not acceptable. So that's wrong. You're not allowed to. You're not allowed to say that in her world. And then she says, everyone, I owe you an apology. I realize now that I was wrong to be so judgmental. And I'd like to accept accountability for what I said. You see, cock <laughs> is just one of my favorite tastes. Uh, not only that, but... Okay, not going to read the rest. It's pretty irrelevant to the point I'm trying to make and pretty gross. So not going to read that. But I screenshotted this knowing she's going to block me. And she's one of these busybody types, and I'll get into that more later. So I knew she was going to block me. So let me go back to the original tweet. She said, the whole thing is, what do you think about number one, Lizzo? For those of you that don't know, Lizzo is a fat whale, black lady. She's a pop singer, and she's very popular. And, for instance, she went to a Lakers game last week with her ass out. Because she is, she is, uh, it's all about shaming the haters or something and empowering yourself. Being naked in public, guys, just so you know, I'm trying to teach you something here. And um, don't take the tone of my voice the wrong way, you know, when they do the high-pitched thing. But being naked in public is empowering. It's It's empowering. It's empowering. That's it. Do I need to explain why it's empowering? No, I don't. It's kind of like you don't need to explain why some things are racist. You just don't have to. If you say something is racist or sexist or homophobic or transphobic or Islamophobic, that's it. You do not need to explain yourself. That's This is magic, by the way. If you're learning how to debate, this is pure magic. And I do hope that in schools today, this is what they're teaching kids. Rather than compiling a whole list of reasons why you're right, all you need is one word, and you get to pick. It's sexist. Boom. Done. Debate over. So Lizzo is is a uh, not... Look, most people in pop music, most people in pop culture are not... Um, impressive. That's it. That's just how it is. I was thinking about this the other day. If uh, if in Beethoven's time, we they had all the technology we have now, but Beethoven was Beethoven, and he was as talented as he was, and he was not influenced by pop culture or anything, and he was nurtured and allowed to perform and all of that. 
he would have been drowned out by the imp- the the very um not so impressive people like Lizzo. So what do you think about Lizzo? Uh, my response to that was because this is like a test. This is like one of those online tests, but this lady wrote it on Twitter. Uh, my response was fat. So I'm doing what they're doing. I just need one word to, you know, what do you think about Lizzo? I don't have to write why I think her music is trash, why I think she's trash or anything. All I have to say is she's fat. So that's pretty cool. I like their tricks. And uh, the next question. What do you think about men wearing makeup? Okay, the purpose of makeup, and this has existed for hundreds if not thousands of years, you guys, is because we've always accepted that beauty matters as humans we've always accepted we that we are transfixed by beauty and it's it's inexplicable it's it's very hard to explain because it's so ingrained in us and women knew that if they made their cheeks a little bit redder and their lips a little bit redder and uh all that kind of stuff it it it, it showed that they were fertile and healthy right and also there was no obese people back then it just didn't really exist and um so it's just like little tricks like that right i mean obviously now it, it it's 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 kind of taking a life of its own and there's a whole industry behind it and and women do it because it, they want to look and feel good for themselves also okay fine i'll buy that a little bit so i don't need to explain why I think, uh, you know, what I just did right now for men wearing makeup. What do you think about men wearing makeup? So my response was gay. Man, it's just so good. I, I, I love I love this. This is amazing. Next, number three, what do you think about feminism? Well, I think that since feminism uh, has been more mainstream, women have been more miserable. Imagine wanting to be in the workforce and going to war every day. Um, women have been more miserable. They, they are also going to call it. Um, look, most people shouldn't be going to college and, and going in debt and all of that. And, uh, feminism really, I mean, e- you know, even people, some people capitulate and they're, they're, they say, you know what? First, uh, way feminism was good. I don't even believe that anymore. So rather than saying that and wasting everyone's time and writing that whole thing, I wrote feminism. The answer to fem- feminism is cancer. It's just cancer. Why is it can't? It doesn't. It's cancer. That's what it is. What number four? What do you think? This is like a top ten list, but top twelve uh, on uh, late night shows. Number four. What do you think about Black Lives Matter? I actually thought that Black Lives Matter kind of died out, and uh, is is uh, so 2015. It's so Ferguson riots, you know. Black Lives Matter. Um, I think the Black Lives Matter movement, and I've been to some rallies. I I think it's a scam, and it's filled with opportunistic people at the head of it. I think that it does nothing good for the black community. I think if you're not teaching black kids to respect law enforcement, and if you get pulled over, that's it. Game over. You can go fight it in court, and don't fight the cops, and don't resist arrest, and, and um, you know, because that's how I, that's what I was taught growing up. And uh, if 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 Black Lives Matter isn't really talking about the war on drugs and the incarceration rates and 
the problems within the black community with regards to the the fathers going in prison because they all join gangs because of the war on drugs and then you're going to have generations uh, generation after generation fatherless and uh, no masculine figure then um you know you're setting up, setting yourself up for failure so if you're not talking about that in the black lives matter movement i think you're all bullshit and it's another thing out there to divide all of us I didn't write that, though. Black Lives Matter. I wrote the Ignore Stats movement. I think that that's a pretty good response. It's better than one word. It's one, two, three, four. It's four words. That's great. She got three more words than, than you know, the previous three things. So uh, that's what I think about the Black Lives Matter movement. Also, a lot of people on the right will be like, well, all lives matter. Yeah, sure. I'll, I agree with that. I don't think that's racist to say. But what about everything I just said before? Maybe that should be a response. Then number five, what do you think about Antifa? The anti-fascist movement of soy boys who um, dress up and play, play dress up and beat people up in rallies and feel like they just did something. It's like the people who protest elections and they want pe- they want the government to overthrow itself. Nothing's going to happen. You're not going to make the government overthrow itself. What are you doing? You're LARPing. That's all you're doing. So for Antifa number five, I wrote, Rich Soy Army LARPing. That is a pretty efficient way to sum up Antifa, if I say so myself. Number six. What do you think about Greta Thunberg or Thunberg or whatever? I think she's a tool created by a marketing department, and they probably held auditions like they did for AOC, and uh, they're like, this girl, not American, autistic, and uh, parents are, are actors, so she's got the acting gene in her. Let's hire her. Let's film her from the beginning. Let's create a whole movement behind her. And you know what? It's perfect. She's a kid. No one can criticize a kid. You know why? That's you're going to be attack a kid like the Parkland kids, like the like the like uh, David Hogg, who uh, you're going to debate a 17 year old kid. You're going to call that kid a a retard. How dare you? How dare you? That's uh, her slogan. That's her catchphrase. How dare you? So what do I think about Greta Thunberg? Well, she's uh, she's uh, running. She's basically the face of of a movement that's pure bullshit, pure bullshit. It's like those cults that 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 uh, are based off of the world is coming to an end in April twentieth, two thousand and twenty, and then when it doesn't happen, they're like, "I misread the text. I done fucked up there. The world is not coming to an end April twentieth, twenty twenty. It's the year after. Give us money, and we will take you to space on a spaceship." <laughs> and I am the true. Well, that's what this is. So that's what they are. They 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 they're doomsday predictors. And you know, typically it's fringe groups. And the climate change people used to be pretty fringe and it's been getting more and more popular because of the propaganda and all of that. So and and it's it's typically with the cults and and, and all of that. Like like major religions don't really do that. 
So it's a sign of a cult, you know? So that's what I think about Greta Thunberg. But what did I write in my answer? I wrote eco-autist slash dumb. Again, I think that's a, that's a pretty spot-on response. Number seven. What do you think about the Me Too movement? Again, I, I spoke about this earlier this week with the Harvey Weinstein thing. I think that it's uh, pure bullshit. It's <laughs> You know what? It's funny that's filled with a lot of actresses who have long, long past their expiration date. You know, they, they are kind of overstaying their welcome. They're not the it girl anymore. You know, it's convenient when you're the it girl and uh, you don't come forward and you don't come forward against the most powerful producer in Hollywood who basically paid you millions of dollars. I mean, because, you know, you you like the money. So you're going to whore yourself out. But when the money starts running dry, boom, you make a movement called Me Too and you come back full vengeance. Maybe you write some books, you get paid for speeches, and all of a sudden your career is is starting to revitalize itself, not because of your good looks and not because of your kind of a little bit of talent in acting, but it's um, revitalized because now you're like Greta Thunberg, you're a face of a movement, and you get to make money again. Wow. And also you, you kind of have to because... You know, you're a feminist. You didn't get married. You didn't have kids. You, you don't have a, a, a male basically providing for you so you can stay at home and raise and nurture your kids. You threw that away so you can have a career. And so you can, um, you know, now be a part of a movement. That's not my response. That was not my response. It should have been. But it's too many. You know, on Twitter, you, you only have so many characters you can use. So my response to the Me Too movement number seven was, what were they wearing it's a joke, you know, like, just because I'm wearing a a revealing skirt doesn't mean I wanted sex. Well, you know what, then, you know, you know where, where men are visual, that's why you put makeup, that's why we go back to the m- makeup thing. You know, we like looking at you, you know, and also we gotta bring, bring catcalling back. I'm, I'm, I'm 100% for catcalling, if you're single, if you have a girlfriend that's disrespectful. If you're single, I think you should be able to catcall. You know, not not anything like dangerous. You know, not 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 where you you're making the woman scared, but you know, playful things. So you don't want to catcall. This is look the do nots of catcalling is don't say, "Hey, baby, I want to. I'm gonna follow you home and 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 watch you while you sleep." That's that, look, that's creepy. I'm sorry, but if you didn't know that that was creepy, that's cre- I just I'm telling you now, and I'm trying to help you, but that's creepy. So don't do that. Just be like, "Hey." I don't even know how to catcall because it's been banned and I haven't had re- my skills. I haven't been able to refine my skills. I can't even give you a good example about of catcalling. Let's move on. Number, where was I? Oh, number eight. What do you think about LGBT characters in children's TV shows? I mean, my response would would have been, uh, what the fuck are you all thinking? Let kids be kids. Stop trying to brainwash them and uh, sexualize them at such a young age. Why should they know about that? It's like telling them that Santa Claus is fake. It's 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 like telling them that the Tooth Fairy is fake. Let them have a childhood. It's like tell it's like teaching them about racism. Why the fuck would you do that? When I have kids, I'm not going to teach them about any of that. I'm not going to tell them about 9/11. Let them learn about that when they're 12 or 13. Or uh, or exposing them to porn. It's basically close borderline to exposing them to porn why would you teach them that why would you teach them about a fringe group of people it's like teaching them about furries 
gay people, they're probably 1% of the population. Why do they need to, why do you need to expose your kids to that? That is beyond crazy. That would have been my response. My response was for what do you think about LGBT characters and children's TV shows? My response was gay. You see, you can use it for many things. I used it for the second answer. I used it for the eight answer. It's perfect to the point. And um, I don't know. I like that. I like that. Number nine. What do you think about AOC? I think she's retarded. Again, I mentioned uh, her and Greta Thunberg. She, if you actually look into this, it's very interesting. She was auditioned. Like there was auditions for um, that, that seat, that congressional seat. And she had to audition, and they chose her. She was a bartender. Not that, not disparaging her for having a, a low-paying job or anything, but uh, this doesn't happen by accident. And people who understand marketing knew that this girl was going to be powerful under their under their direction, you know. And uh, she's a puppet. Most politicians are because you can you can buy them, but she was a puppet from the beginning. You know who's not a puppet? Trump. Trump's not. You can hate him. You can love him. You can think he's okay, whatever. He's not a puppet. Hence, he is um, battling everyone every day. If he wasn't a puppet, the media would be behind him. Uh, there wouldn't be such backlash against his every move. Um, but she's a, she's a, um, she has Netflix movies. She has uh, AOC has, has everything. I'm surprised she hasn't released a book yet. She, she should get on that. Make some money. So what do I think about AOC, my response? It could have been all that, but it wasn't. It was a low IQ. Pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, number 10. What do you think about spanking? Okay, this one, this is the only one I think that stumped me. I, I, I didn't have a response for this because it's not very specific. Spanking could be BDSM. It could be that, like, weird kinky shit for sex which girls do like if you're a guy this is advice for you girls like that they like they like a little bit of violence they want to see that you have power to protect them and uh they don't want to they don't want you to put them in danger to where they're fearing for their lives but they want to know that you have power they think that that's hot so don't be so gentle don't ask for consent for every little thing and uh, they like that so i don't know but or it could be what do you think about spanking children uh, so I, I, I'm stumped. I, I didn't know what to respond. So I just put question mark number 11. What do you think about vaccines? Again, kind of stumped. I, I, uh, maybe we're vaccinating our children too much. I don't, I'm not really well versed in this. Then I'm always going to be the first to admit when I don't really know much about a subject. So my response for vaccines was maybe autism. Maybe it causes op- autism. I don't know. Uh, maybe vaccinating kids too much because I think that when I was a kid, it kid it, it was like you got 10 vaccines throughout your childhood or something. I don't know. Now it's probably up to 50. Maybe that's not good. Maybe we shouldn't do that. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I don't know. Number 12 and fi- this is the final one. What do you think about abortion? You know, I used to be more libertarian about abortion i used to i used to be like you know in the first trimester if if you find out the baby's really sick or or if someone was raped and they got pregnant or incest or anything like that i used to be like you know what it should be okay you should be able to get an abortion but i didn't realize that you give an inch they take a mile i didn't realize that oh (laughs) we didn't mean 
just the first three months, we do late-term abortions too. And by late-term abortion, you can abort a baby after it's born, meaning you can kill it, and then we can sell the baby parts. I didn't even know any of that existed. So you give an inch, they take a mile. I could have wrote that about abortion. What I said about abortion, satanic, that's what it is. I mean, you're selling baby parts and you're convincing people that abortions are no big deal. It's like getting a haircut and uh, you won't feel bad about yourself and you won't be alone forever and you're not traumatizing your own body. Uh, it's it's satanic. And uh, it's also it's also the propaganda behind it, like propaganda in general, is completely misleading so uh that's what i think about it so that was i you know my responses that was all my responses and uh i got blocked but i'm not really missing out when someone that is for lack of a better word dumb blocks you wear it as a badge of honor the, the only person that's blocked me that I'm kind of bummed about because so many people retweet him and shit on his views and I like to I want to see what he says is Charlie Kirk of Turning Point USA. He blocked me because I called him a fag. So. Wow, uh, that was t- 24 minutes. And you know what? Honestly, don't regret it. I think this was an entertaining segment. But let's move on. Hopefully, I can get to all the other other topics. If not, maybe I'll just do a podcast on Monday, and that will be the last one before I go on vacation on Tuesday. Um, so impeachment happened, and I'm not going to talk about it because it's so boring. But um, the House passed the articles of impeachment on Wednesday, I think, and I tweeted something that that went pretty big and I didn't really expect it and the reason why it went big is because I guess this was happening to many more people but someone dm'd me this girl she's a vegan and sometimes gay sometimes not gay and uh she's a she's a liberal from San Francisco she she knows I like Trump and she tweeted at me she she didn't tweet she dm'd me saying uh are you sad Trump is gone? Lol. Because he got impeached. That means he's gone, right? The fact of the matter is it's so sad that all these people have the same right to vote that you do. That you don't really need to take a civics test to vote. You don't really need to know anything to vote. All you need to know is how to register to vote. And that's it. So her vote cancels out mine. Actually, it doesn't because I get to vote in Florida. She votes here. I mean, voting California, you're you're all voting in party line like that's and the, the state's falling apart. I'll get into that hopefully in a little bit. So uh, these people have no idea what any of this means. And then I wrote I, I basically wrote back to her and I said, you uh, obviously don't know how any of this works. And your echo chamber is distorting your view on reality. And she goes, you're in an echo chamber. And I go, no, no. What I mean is that you're you really don't understand how this works this is not going to go anywhere and all all it's doing is it's emboldening trump's base it's it's showing that trump wasn't wrong that he is being attacked and it's going to want people to support him and 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 you know and donate money to him and and go out and vote for him even bigger than they did in 2016 so i said not only is it is this emboldening his his base and this is not going to get past the senate but 
he's gonna he's gonna win in a landslide and she basically was like you're in an echo chamber if you think that and i'm like no i'm trying to explain to you that um this needs two-thirds vote in the senate to pass and most of the senate is it's majority republican so this is not going to pass so that dm basically i i um I put it in a uh, in a tweet, and I said, I just got this DM regarding the impeachment. Are you sad? Trump is gone, lol. And then I wrote, I love how no one knows how this process works, and they think he's not the president anymore. <laughs> they really don't think he's the president. I mean, they, they really think like, oh, and after the new year, he's going to be gone, out of office, not the president anymore. So then I, then I tweeted that. It has over 18, it's close to 2,000 likes and hundreds of retweets and all that. And uh, then when I tweeted that, I noticed that Goodbye Trump was trending. So then I said, Goodbye Trump is trending. Twitter really is filled with the least impressive people, probably including me. And um, so I think that's why it was it was uh, my, my tweet was pretty popular because I didn't realize that many other people like me were getting these same messages. So then someone compiled a whole list of <laughs> of tweets that um kind of affirmed what I was just saying right now. So I'll read you some. Trump is no longer president, y'all. I wonder if they know who the vice president is, by the way. I mean, Mike Pence is a politician, a lifelong politician. So so you know, with Trump at least you're getting someone who is hard on China and uh is pretty liberal. If you on paper Trump is pretty liberal. And he, he's just, the way he presents himself is pretty outrageous to people who don't like him. But he is pretty liberal. Which I don't like, but he is. So, what these people don't realize is that uh, is Mike Pence would then be president. And Mike Pence is way more conservative than Trump. Someone else tweeted, Trump is gone. Someone said, uh, also, he is no longer President Trump. You can call him Mr. Trump. Looking forward to his meltdown. Not true. When you're president, you're president. People still call Obama Mr. President, Bill Clinton, Mr. President George Bush, Jimmy Carter. They're all president. Uh, he is not a president and no longer POTUS. He is impeached. <laughs> we should no longer care what he says or give his hatred any credence. Oh my God! These this stuff is so entertaining. So dot dot dot. Mike Pence is in charge now. How is that better? And then underneath, someone wrote, "Trump can no longer run for president." But you write, "No, well, actually, that's actually not true." First of all, if he was thrown out of office, he can still run for president, and um, he uh, and you're not right. He Mike Pence is not in charge. By the way, Mike Pence will never be president. Um, is it true that Trump is no longer president? <laughs> uh, this is amazing. Trump is no longer president, in all caps, and then confetti emoji. Trump, Donald Trump is out of there, crying, praying your hands. I don't care if it don't make it any better, but at least he can't run for a second term. Right, maybe I'm dumb, but I'm pretty sure if he got thrown out of office, he could run again. By the way, no one who's ever been impeached what has ever been thrown out of office. It's never happened. Nixon stepped down because his party wanted him to step down. 
Uh, someone wrote, Donald Trump is no longer the president. Trevor Noah is going to have a field day with this. No, not really. This is, this is, you know what political theater is? You know the term political theater? This is exactly what political theater is. The, the whole, you know, Nancy Pelosi wearing all black and doing this whole thing and, and, uh, passing the articles of impeachment. It's political theater. They know it's not going anywhere after that. So, uh. That was that was pretty cute, but also it's not because all of those people get to vote. That's <laughs> just <laughs> this is why the electoral college is important because those people. Uh, oh, someone maybe corrected me. He'd be banned from representing the public good. Okay, I guess if you're impeached and you're thrown out of office, you can't run again. Okay, I was wrong. Didn't know that, but either way, these people are not very. Maybe I need to go do, um, maybe I need to take a civics test or a class. I need to go, go learn about all this stuff. It's all, it's, it's, it's very cumbersome, you know, um, try watching C-SPAN for a day and their methods of communication in the chamber is, uh, it's pretty, is pretty, it's like the rules. Like I always wondered if I ran for Congress, which I've thought about. And uh, I won. I wouldn't know the rules. Like, I would probably fuck up every day. When can I speak? How long can I speak for? Do I have to call that person, uh, Mister President, like the one, the one, uh, Mister Speaker, or whatever? I don't know. I wouldn't know what to do. All right. So, the last thing before I hopefully can get to the stories that I wanted to talk about is um, Girl Fight Club. So. This was a little bit of a misleading headline that a lot of publications put out earlier this week. And um, I would put this under entertainment news because this doesn't really affect your life. It's just it's just a one of one example of many of what is going on today in culture and, and how it can coincide with the evolution of men, which I'll get to in a second. So Refinery29 and many other online publications put out a story, said an all-woman version of Fight Club is in the works. So, again, this is a misleading headline because I read the article and it was, it's a move, movie loosely based on Fight Club. It's not, it's it's not a, it's not like Ghostbusters. It's not like, um, it's not like uh, the Ghostbusters movie with an all-female cast or Ocean's 8 with an all-female cast, which they all bombed. Um, but it's kind of, based off of Fight Club. But um, I was thinking about this. And by all, by all means, go make this movie. Go lose a bunch of money. This is not... Because my main question is, who is this appealing to? Girls don't like to go see girls fight. And, um, girl, for instance, I'll give you an example. Girls, girls loved the... What was that movie? Magic Mike. The Magic Mike movies. The majority of the audiences were women and gay men. Straight dudes just didn't see that movie, those movies. But they they were successful. Because that was before this era of wokeness. That was like 2010. It was it was kind of after the the market crash. I never saw the movie, but I think it's kind of about how men after the crash, a group of men, they all strip or whatever and try to make more money and all that 
but I don't know. But, you know, girls love seeing dudes shirtless and ripped and all that. But uh, an all-woman version of Fight Club, who is this for? Is it for lesbians? Like, butch lesbians? Because I guess so, but how many of them are there? I mean, I, I, how many butch lesbians are there? I'm really, really trying... Because, look, I'm a, I'm a movie producer, and I get scripts sent to me all day long, and, and my main goal is to make money, right? Is it that, that these producers are so bad at reading trends that they think the slim, m- the minority, fringe minority on Twitter is how the majority of people are... Are they mistaking that as like a major trend and capitulating to those kinds of people? I think that's a huge mistake. And they, and, and they really don't learn from their mistakes in the past. It's so bizarre. Is it that they have a quota of these kinds of movies that they have to make? So it's like you get either those movies or really giant blockbusters because it doesn't seem like a recipe for success to me. Like literally, if I was a producer, literally every movie I produced was, was uh, is this going to make money? Who is this for? And uh, is, is, you know, are we going to make money? Are we going to make our money back? We have shareholders we have to please. We have to, you know, this is the point of a business. Is it's not charity. So who is this for? But I tweeted this. And I actually, I think I'm going to talk about this on my pilot tonight. So I'm kind of, I'm kind of putting together my thoughts on this. So then I'm going to be sharp tonight. Hopefully I can show you guys the pilot, by the way. But uh, I don't know. So I wrote, yes, because women have an extraordinary amount of testosterone coursing through their veins. And modernity has cast off the need for masculinity, in in parentheses, which has built society slash modernism. So their only outlet is an underground fight club. Got it. What I mean by that is if you watch Fight Club or read the book, it's about men who are thirsting for camaraderie, thirsting for a meaning in their mundane lives. They have these office jobs that that really are extremely unnatural for men. I mean, we naturally have so much energy and so much testosterone built up in us that we need an outlet. Hence why I think sports are important. Hence why I think camaraderie is important. Brothers in arms is important. Uh, The military service is important. And uh, even more important than it is for kids. It's good for kids so they can learn about winning and losing and getting hurt and overcoming that and a lot of things and sportsmanship. But as I've gotten older, I've got I've appreciated it more. When I was a kid, I wanted to be a professional hockey player more than anything. I had a I had a private coach. I would train every day. Uh, but I I I I you know part of it was I didn't want to go to college and I didn't want to I didn't want to go to boarding school up north because I liked my childhood too much. And um, but maybe I could have got maybe I would have been good enough because I I definitely understood the sport very well. I was definitely very good for my age. But uh, but as I've gotten older, I've realized that it's not just that. It's not not just being good. When you're playing sports, you it's like going to the army without the war. It's fake war. You're with a group of guys that you respect and you you each respect your roles on the team. You respect your coach, who's your general, who is leading you into battle every day. You, when you win, the way you celebrate is, is interesting. I mean, just the, even the little things like, for instance, if you win in ice hockey and you're the goalie, the team lines up and they tap their heads on your head 
just that, if you really think about it, is extremely symbolic as to what we respond to as men. And this is all being taken away by modern society. How is it being taken away? Well, the schools control uh, the schools are controlled by government and government all they care about are the numbers like are the grades going up are the I guess that's it are the grades going up are are and and they don't care about the health of kids they're throwing away physical education they're throwing away um they're, they're throwing away recess they're throwing away everything that can let boys be boys so they can exert their energy because that doesn't matter, especially in modern society. That doesn't matter anymore. And uh, our only outlets in modern society is sports or the military. Other than that, or like construction or something. But, but construction is more of a job that, uh, that doesn't really have, or what I, I think it just doesn't really have the camaraderie we're all looking for and craving as men. So Fight Club was created out of the frustration that these men had in modern society, that we're all useless, that, that, that no one needs us anymore, that women don't need us anymore because they can have test tube babies, and that feminism is being pushed more, and we don't need no man, and women can go work and earn their money. They literally don't need us anymore. They just need us for our sperm, and that's it. I mean, look, they obviously do need us because we've evolved with the structure of a, of a like the family structure is, is extremely interesting. The dynamics between men and women is extremely interesting. We each have something else to offer. If you're just raising kids through nurturing and being nice and protecting rather than instilling certain, certain um, traits of masculinity you're not going to raise a very good boy or man. And that's where you get real toxic masculinity from, where people don't understand why they feel certain ways and don't understand where they can put their energies into, like sports or something like that. So uh, you know, it's funny because there's a lot of people on, online on both sides who make fun of sports. Oh, you watch sports ball? I mean, there's a reason why we like it. And uh, it's inherent in us. It's ingrained in us. So um, I don't care that they're making this movie. It's just who is it for? <laughs> I I honestly don't know. And then I go on, I go on to say underneath I wrote the evolution of man. It it's ba- that my evolution of man is based on um, good uh, strong men create good times. Good time. Wait, what is it? Strong men create good times. Good times create weak men, and weak men create bad times, and then it just goes. It's like recycling. Hopefully, we get we get to go back to the violent times. That's kind of my, you know, where we, we, we all have meaningful lives, where we're actually fighting for something, but we're not there right now. So I wrote The Evolution of Men. Step one, violence, command and conquer lands. I mean, we're inherently violent. And uh, we used to not have these weird proxy wars and uh, vague wars where we 
don't really know what we're fighting for any, anymore. Where we're fighting for 18 years, but not really. Where we're protecting poppy fields. <laughs> and and we're, we're upping the production of opium for some reason. Um, you know, we were sold on a war on terror, but it wasn't really about that. So we're fighting these really weird wars. Let's just say every war after World War II was nonsense. I mean, the Afghanistan war after 9-11 made sense, but but we didn't really do it right. And then we created a whole vacuum out there, and then we really don't know what the fuck is going on anymore. But um, but but after 9-11, there was um, a huge surge in, in people signing up for the army because we were attacked, and we knew what we would have been fighting for. It just didn't pan out that way. So um, we used to... Conquer land, and uh, <laughs> we used to we used to instill our will on those people. Conform, assimilate, or you're dead. Actually, we used to kind of just kill the men and take the women and children. Step two for the evolution of man: create peace, prosperity, and societies, which creates stability. Arts, sciences, medicine, comfort, goods, services. Which um all of those sound really good. I mean, look at the Renaissance. Look at look at the look at what we were getting, the quality of everything we were getting in that time. I mean, you can even go back to ancient Greece. We were we were getting really, really good. We were we were thriving as a um as a species. And then now everything is so superfluous because every there's such an abundance of comfort. We don't know what to do with it. I mean, look, you have two options, the hard thing or the easy thing. Inherently, you're going to go for the easy thing because we just didn't evolve having that. That's why we can be we can easily live sedentary lives and get fat and eat candy and and shitty food because we just didn't have that. And then we create weak men through all of this comfort and goods and services that we pretty much take for granted. Weak men used to be weeded out. Weak men used to either become impressive people like doctors and I'm talking about physically weak men. Or they just wouldn't survive. So they had to find pretty cool ways to survive. Now... Weak men are everywhere. Not only that, because there's um there's a real war on masculinity f- by people that don't realize that they have everything that they need because of strong men. So weak men are enjoying the fruits of strong men's labor and then shitting on strong men. So step three of the evolution of men is sub- submit to comfort. Outlaw all violence to preserve a sedentary culture. Become extinct slash useless. That's why you'll get a fight club. You are going to get a fight club because the few strong men who refuse to submit to comfort will do things like that. We'll create men's groups. We'll go hunting. We'll go in nature and suffer and appreciate life more. But that is rare. And that is sad that it's rare. That is very sad. Very, very, very sad. 
Look, I go to the gym five, six times a week. I play ice hockey. I want to get back into boxing. And it's because you don't realize, as a man, how much energy you have. If you, Look, if you stay home, you're going to nap. Even if you had a really good night's sleep, sleep you're going to nap. You're going to eat well, and you're going to nap, and you're going to watch TV, and you're going to do all these things if you have the free time. Um, because we don't really know what to do with it. Or you can make me- meaning you can make meaningful lives for yourself and create obstacles for yourself that i guess now you have to pay for whereas hundreds and thousands of years ago that's just what that was life there was no such thing as working out because that was your job there was no such thing as obesity because we didn't solve hunger with with a lot of good things, like let's just say supermarkets, for example, and farming and agriculture, you're speaking, you're 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 solving a major problem, but then you're creating more problems. Nothing is ever perfect, but you have to be aware of what you do. That is my thought on the all girls version of Fight Club. Who the fuck is it for? All right, I only have like 10 minutes left on this podcast. I probably will have to do another podcast on Monday. I wanted to get to some questions I didn't get to um, on uh, Tuesday's episode. How do we stop the decline? That's a pretty deep and big question, but but it's not an easy one to to answer. I don't think you could do it. Look, people like me try to keep people like you aware by doing this. We're loudmouths. We're almost autistic in how obsessed we are with politics and culture. We we can't ignore it. We can't ignore the trends. And um, we're pretty um, sensitive to it, too. But just because we're talking about it and keeping you aware doesn't mean that we have the power to stop it. I guess it's one person at a time. Now, the sad thing is, I don't think you can stop the decline. The only thing you can do is when you make a family, raise them how you want to raise them, protect them from the degeneracy. And... um it's kind of, okay. Let me let me give you a really good example or analogy. It's it's like preparing for a hurricane. You know it's going to hit you. You it's it's a day out, so you know there's going to be a direct hit where you live. All you can do is prepare. And that's all you can do with the decline because there will be a collapse. But like I was saying with um the evolution of man when there is a collapse you'll be more prepared than the people who were comfortable not only and i'm not talking about like doomsday end of the world i'm just talking about a cultural collapse and once there is a cultural collapse then we're going to be living in hard times which will create strong men 
which will create good times. And then it's going to be a cycle and happen all over again. And hopefully we can live, we, we can stay alive long enough to experience that. Because I think as humans, we need to overcome something. And that would make life more meaningful. And uh, this is why retirement is horrible. And why the moment men retire, they die. They die. They, they die within the next five years. They don't get to enjoy retirement. Either that or they just become vegetables in old age homes or something. If you work your whole life, you will live longer and happier. But you're going to say to me, Sadwater, working sucks. I mean, look, if your job sucks, yeah, but you want to be tired. You want to be so tired that by the time your head hits your pillow, you're asleep before it hit your head hits your pillow. And and you feel good about yourself. Think about a shitty workout, like a really, really shitty long workout. The moment you're done, you feel so good. You have the endorphins r- rushing through your body. You're happier. You probably want to have sex more. And so on. So how do we stop the decline? You don't, but you prepare for it. And if you have kids, you uh, prepare them for it. Make them strong. Strong Strong-willed, strong-minded. Why weed shouldn't have been legalized. I mean, I went over this with um, cigarettes and and, uh, the porn thing. Go back to that episode. But weed... um, I don't. I think the drug war is a huge mistake. That's one of the kind of libertarian things that have has stuck with me. I I don't think there's an upside to the drug war. The thing that we can do, which government does for literally everything, is regulation. I mean, there's regulation on cars. There's regulation on ev- everything. So what you should do is not allow for the advertisement of weed. You should maybe put warning labels up on things. We should. Uh, it should be. It shouldn't be for under eighteen or under twenty one. Whatever. And that should be how all drugs are, or you know. But but putting people in jail, the war on drugs was a mistake. That doesn't mean that you can't have regulations on it. That doesn't mean that as a society we can be like we can shame people who smoke. Like we should still shame fat people and uh, sex workers, bullshit like that. What phases did you have in middle school? Um. I don't know. Maybe like a slight emo one. I never wore makeup or anything like that. But um, <laughs> usually usually in high school, dudes are like, I'm so nice. Why don't girls like me? They only like the mean guys. And then when you get older, you realize like, no, they like, they like strong men. It's not necessarily that they like assholes, but they like strong-minded, strong-willed, uh, aggressive and um that kind of man. I don't know. I don't know phases though. I don't know. Uh vegan cannibal? I don't know what that is. Okay, and then the last question and this is Sadcast episode 79. Maybe I'll do 80 on Monday. We'll see. There was a lot of other things I want to talk about. Artificial intelligence and the future decline of population. So there's a lot of people who it's like the global warming people. It's really funny. There's a lot of people who really believe that 
the world is going to be heavily, we're overpopulated enough and it's going to get worse and worse and there's going to be large famine and all that. Look, not true. As humans, we're very good at problem solving, sometimes to our detriment. And um, when countries like in, in Africa start to advance a little bit, pretty much because of our help, uh, they're going to have fewer kids. So there will be a point where it plateaus. A lot of people think it will plateau at 12.5 million and will pretty much stay there, maybe maybe less. So I'm not worried about the overpopulation or the decline of population. Typically, we do a pretty good job with that. What I am worried about, by the way, is the changing demographics, let's just say within the United States. Europe is already fucked. But within the United States, I am very worried about the changing of demographics and the open borders and all of that. Think about it like this. The rest of the world, yes, they want to come in here, but they rely on the technology created in the United States. And if we start um, oversaturating the people here and uh, not nurturing the correct people, and meaning Americans, uh, we're in for a real mess. Now, with regards to artificial intelligence, uh, there will always be a need for people. I, d- I mean, look, I, it's going to happen very quickly, but the car also, the c- cars also did. Horse and buggy went uh, extinct really quickly. Typically, with technology, we create new jobs out of those things too. So who kn- we don't even know what jobs will exist. For instance, pe- people make money podcasting. That wasn't even a thing before fifteen years ago. That wasn't a thing. People make money selling whatever on Amazon or Etsy. I don't or being influencers or w- I don't know. More and more people can have their own businesses than before. So. Maybe artificial intelligence takes care of their shipping and packaging and all of that, but that means more and more people can have their own artisanal types of jobs and and um, goods and services. So I'm not too worried about artificial intelligence. I think the best way to combat it is close the borders, stop letting people in, and uh, worry about our own country. We have 20 million too many people in this country. Illegals in this country that we need to get out. And I mean think about it like this. Why why do we need to worry about the the people who want to come here? They don't understand this country. They pretty much don't assimilate anymore. And we have a huge homeless problem throughout the country. How about and, and and our vets are killing themselves. We have an opi- opioid crisis. We have so many things in this country. How about let's not let any more people in for a little bit. Deport the people that shouldn't be here and fix our country. It's as easy as that. And you know what? That is Sadcast episode seventy nine. Maybe I'll do eighty on Monday before I go to Costa Rica on Tuesday. I am Sadwater. Here's a song. I love you. Bye. Man down white sheets, yellow tape. That's what you get for trying to hesitate. My homies go so hard they medicate. We never making it to heaven's gates. Hell down, it's going down. Hell down, it's going down. Hell down, it's going down. Okay.
right now, baby, let me see you drop that in the ground. Okay, now sweet baby Jesus, please give me the strength to keep from maxing out my visas. Thus and my Suhitian, no more eat the little Caesars. Pressure life is stretching out where everybody needs you. Love your 